It's great to see you all today. You're very welcome here at Bethel Church. If, you, if it's your first time here, lovely to see you. Um, I get the privilege of speaking on Father's Day today. Um, happy Father's Day to the fathers in the room. Um, but I'm not really going to speak on the theme of fathers that much. Um, I'm going to go for um, probably one of the most pop, um, well-known or famous bits of the Bible, um, which is Psalm 23. That was my shepherd, you're on it. And um, so, it goes like this. Have you got it on the, the screen? Here we go, look at this. Um, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And if there's, if there's one thing I would love you to take away from today, it is that the Lord is a good shepherd. That's what I'm going to be focusing on today. There's nobody like Jesus. Nobody else in all of history has had the same impact as Jesus has. We measure time against his birth. Oh gosh, I've lost my notes. Here we go. We measure time against his birth, or he's the hinge of all of history. Um, he's the highest personality in all of philosophy. All of our, well, our laws and our sense of morality in our civilization and our society is all built on Jesus' teaching. Right now, all over the world, like over two billion people profess to follow Jesus. But why? Why do people follow Jesus? Why is, why is he a shepherd worth following? And it tells us at the, at the top, the first, the first verse of, um, of that psalm says, The Lord is my shepherd, because in him I lack nothing. Um, every other religion, every other system um, of value and belief in our society is built on the idea that we've got to try harder. We've got to be better. We've got to be the best. We've got to work and work and work. And either to try and get close to God and win his approval or, um, or to get to the top or to, um, I've got to do all this stuff to be happy. Um, whatever it is, whatever thing we're going after, we're chasing after, we've got to work at it. We've got to go, we've got to try harder. We've got to make it happen. Um, but in John 10, Jesus says why he's a different kind of shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. See, Jesus, knowing that none of us could measure up to that perfect life, that, that perfect goal that we all have in our mind of, of like, I'm going to um, have all this money or whatever it might be, be the most successful person or I'm going to put in loads of work to whatever it might be. Jesus, knowing that we, um, we're sinful people, we always fall short, we never 
we never managed to hit the mark. Jesus, knowing that in us, um, decided that he was going to come down from heaven and, and take our place. He, was gonna lay, he laid his life down for us. Um, and because Jesus gave his life for us on the cross, every debt is cancelled, every requirement of the law is met, every judgment is satisfied. But more than that, rather than trying to win God's approval, we get to live as sons and daughters of God. We get to walk with God every day of our lives and we get to experience his love and his peace and his joy. In Jesus, we lack nothing. No good thing do we lack in Jesus. So my question today is like, who is your shepherd? You know, our lives are influenced in so many different ways. Um, by uh, the people who have influence in our lives. It might be by the things that we see and hear. Um, our culture all around us all the time is, um, is influencing us in subtle ways that we might not even be aware of. Um, you know, it kind of feels like in society there's a moment um, over the past few years, um, but even now, like where, um, where leadership is being shaken, it feels like. Whether it's um, people in the government, um, people in the media, institutions like the police, um, might be celebrities that we looked up to, whoever it might be for you. It could even be somebody in your family or friends that you looked <laughs> up to um, that has like, let you down in some way. It seems like across the board, um, that sense of trustworthiness or kind of being able to rely on um, people in authority or leadership, um, just being disappointed by people seems to be like a, a really a common thing. Um, and I think one of those things is like Jesus is trying to show us that actually he is the only good shepherd. He's, at the end of the day, he's the only one that's worth following. That we can, put, we can try and put our trust in, um, in people close to us. We can try and put our trust in all sorts of different places. But in the end, Jesus is, is the one that's saying, I'm the only person that's worth following in the end. He's the only one that's not going to um, let us fall or stumble. Um, yeah, he's the one that's faithful through every season. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. Second thing I want to say is um, Jesus the shepherd, he walks with us and he fights for us. With Jesus as our shepherd, we will never walk alone. You know, even in the, it says in the psalm, even in the darkest valley, um, we don't need to fear because he is with us in the darkest valley. Um, and the, the famous song says, and we can walk with hope in our hearts because we'll never walk alone. And it's, it's, the same, it's, it's the same with Jesus. We can walk with hope in our heart and with confidence because he never leaves us. We don't need to fear because Jesus is always present with us. And I think that's, that's something that um, has been a, a real challenge like over the, the past two years of, of like COVID and everything else, you know. Um, you know, across the, across the world, like everybody's had this moment of collective trauma of, of everything kind of being turned upside down and shaken. And, um, and uh, yeah, and, and yeah, everything being shaken. 
I think um, for me in my in my life, um, like it was really tough, like being part of leading the church in the pandemic. You know, there's there's all this kind of personal conflict. You know, people falling out with each other and and just grief and um, all these kind of things. And um, there's, I think the hardest thing for me personally was there were there were some people that I'd probably been that I was walking with for three years. And you kind of think, you know, like, these are my people. Like, I can depend on these people. And they kind of, over, over COVID, they just disappeared. Like, they kind of, for, for different reasons. Some for, like, kind of good reasons. Some people, just because they were so struggling with their mental health or whatever, just completely disappeared from my life. And you're like, where are they? Where are they now? Um, and at times, like, it's hard. It's, they, we all face times where we feel, like, abandoned and alone. Um, and like sometimes we just feel like, is anybody for me right now, or, or like, am I, <laughs> am I on my own here? Um, but it's, I, I just want to. I feel like God wanted to me to remind everybody that even when we feel in those places, actually, God is always with us. He's always present in the midst. And um, one of the one of the songs that really um, helped me through COVID was a um, was a song called uh, Never Walk Alone. And it's not, not the famous one. They're basically taking heavy inspiration. Um, and uh, the, the chorus of it um, went like this. It went, but it was that. I think the line for me was that you are loyal to me. So often we talk about God's love in like kind of like an abstract way, you know, like our oh, God loves us up in heaven. But the fact that like God is loyal, like that best friend kind of love, you know, the kind of love where it doesn't, you can be, you can be flat out wrong, <laughs> but God is, they still got you back, you know, doesn't matter, like, come hell or high water, you know, God has got that loyal love for us, and it never leaves us or forsakes us. Um, yeah, it says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And, and, um, kind of that's that's kind of like a bit of an abstract picture, but really what that means is like God is there with the rod. He's got this bat, <laughs> and he's got this big stick, and he's like <laughs> he's standing there. There's like wolves and lions and all sorts like trying to get at us, and he's there with his weapons of war, and he's like, "You're not coming anywhere near," because he's there. He's ready to fight for us. He already holds the victory. Um. They aren't just tools, they're weapons of warfare. And so really we could say, I will fear no evil because I am secure under the protection of the shepherd. That's, that's how Jesus is. If Jesus is our shepherd, that's our position. And the, the final thing I want to say basically is um, that uh, I really believe that um, Jesus wants to meet us today and refresh us and anoint our head with oil. Um, there's a, later on in the psalm it says you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows you know it's, it's another kind of abstract image like why would why would God be preparing a table in the middle of a battle and like he's kind of putting out a spread kind of like we've had today you know you kind of imagine that he's kind of getting the table the plates the bacon baps getting it all together <laughs> Um, and meanwhile, there's like this fight going on 
and it's like, what, what, what's that all about? You know, I'm, I'm convinced that um, I think it's partly it's because we can fall into the trap of saying to ourselves, oh, the Lord is my shepherd, so everything's going to be easy. And it means I'm going to have no problems or pain. But actually, I think the reality, the pic, that picture is trying to show us that um, actually God knows that our lives are going to have our battles. We're going to have our battles. We're going to have um, times when we're going to face our share of difficulty and suffering. But um, Jesus isn't intimidated by that. Instead, he's saying, I want to meet you in the middle of it. I want to step into the middle of wherever it is that you're um, finding difficult at the moment, whatever you're finding a challenge, whatever feels overwhelming to you. He's saying, I want to meet you in that place. It's not too much for me. I want to come and meet you there. Um, and so, yeah, part of that invitation is kind of counterintuitive, isn't it? You know, sometimes like when, when everything's kicking off, the last thing you think I'm going to do is like, I'm going to sit in quiet and try and like lean on God's presence or, um, you know, some, sometimes like when I'm most stressed is like when I'm least prayerful <laughs> or, or you just like, or you can manage is like, God, <laughs> but you know, there's that invitation. Jesus is saying like in the middle of it, he's calling us to just come and be with him. And it, he's basically saying, I don't want you to fight it on your own. You don't have to do it on your own. He's saying, I want to meet you there. I want to help you. I want to strengthen you. I want to um, supply you with everything that you need. You know, another scripture that I've been looking at recently is, um, is that uh, passage in Isaiah 61 where it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, talking about Jesus, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And, and in the King James it says a spirit of heaviness. I think, um, I think, kind of post post the years that we've just walked through. I think that's that's kind of a call from Jesus to to everybody. He's saying like, you might feel like you've got a spirit of heaviness and despair kind of hanging over you at the moment. You might feel there might be something that you're mourning right now. There might be something um, where it feels like you're just sitting in the ashes. Like, it's like, what, what have I got right now? So basically everything that we had has kind of fallen apart. It might be that you're feeling brokenhearted at the moment and Jesus is saying he wants to come and bind that up. Um, whatever it is, like, Jesus is saying, the Spirit is on me and I want to meet you and help you and bind you up and give you joy and a garment of praise. So yeah, the Holy Spirit wants to meet us now in this place. Isn't that crazy? That God wants to, God in heaven is like, he wants to meet us by his spirit. So we're just going to have like a moment of, of just like welcoming the Holy Spirit. And, um, and yeah, so I'll, I'll lead us in that. And this is your chance to uh, just like to respond to what you feel like God might be saying to you this morning. And so we don't need perfect silence. God can handle that. 
Um, but why don't we just um, just come before God in prayer now? Now, Holy Spirit, we thank you um, that you are here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that when we gather in your name, you are in the midst. That your presence fills this space. God, that it lives inside each one of us. And so we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and have your way in your people this morning. We pray, Holy Spirit, for, um, for that oil of joy to be poured out. Lord, that you would anoint people's head with oil today. Lord, that they would know that their cup is being refilled to overflowing. Lord, where people's cup feels empty, Jesus, I pray, God, that by your Holy Spirit, you would come and fill up our cup to overflowing. And so I was kind of, as let's stay in this moment of prayer, but I feel like um, when I was preparing this, I was asking um, the Holy Spirit, like what, um, whether there was anything specific that um, God want, might want to minister to. And um, I feel like one of the things was um, the Holy Spirit wants, wanted to minister to people who feel like they've been carrying a, a weight, like particularly like leadership um, or like a, people who feel like they've been carrying a weight in their family, like they're the, they're the kind of leader in the family and they've been carrying a, a lot of weight. And so if, that, if that's you this morning, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and, um, and meet with those people today. God, where it's been really tough um, to, to lead people in this time where it's felt um, tough to make make really difficult decisions or um, that there's been a lot of emotional heaviness that people have been carrying Jesus I pray Holy Spirit that you would come and minister to those people the other thing I felt um, was that the uh, the Holy Spirit gave me like a, a picture of a, a sheep that kind of um, inspired me with the Lord is my shepherd thing, but um, the, the sheep on the outside look completely fine. Um, but in the inside, like the, um, there was like a, a wound that was hidden underneath the wall. Um, and so like, if you feel like the Holy Spirit is, is nudging you with that this morning, Lord, I pray God that where people are feeling like um, wounded, um, whether it's like a disappointment thing or, um, some kind of difficulty, Jesus, where they just feel like, um, yeah, they feel wounded today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and bring your healing. Yeah, and for all of us, the Holy Spirit just wants to refresh us this morning. It's a, it's a big part of what this psalm is all about is um, he leads us by still waters and restores our soul and meets us um, when we're tired. So we pray for that today, Holy Spirit. We ask God that you would come and refresh your people. And then finally, the, the last thing um, I would love to, to pray for is if anybody feels like they've, um, that Jesus isn't their shepherd today. That um, when, uh, when I asked that question earlier on of, of um, who is your shepherd that you, you kind of feel like, I'm, I'm not sure if the Lord is my shepherd. Um, I don't know whether I've ever asked Jesus to be my shepherd. 
I just want to lead us in a moment where, if that's you today, or if you feel like you're far away from Jesus this morning, that you're miles away from the shepherd, I just want to lead us in a moment where we can say, actually, Jesus, I want to come close. I want to, um, I want to call you my shepherd, my leader today. <coughs> so let's, let's again, let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we thank you, God, that you are a good shepherd. You are the best shepherd. You're the only one that's worth following in all the world. Lord, there's, um, there's nothing worth chasing more than you, Jesus. And so, God, I just, uh, we pray today, Lord, that, um, Father, we thank you that, um, that you came and died for us, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you came and gave your life for us. And so, Jesus, we pray that um, you would come and take all the sin from our lives. Thank you, God, that you did that and, and you uh, bore it on the cross for us so that we could become your children, so that we could live free lives. So, Jesus, we want to say that we're sorry today. And we pray, God, that you would come and fill our lives. God, that you would make us new. And I pray, um, pray that you would, um, pray that we would um, follow you, Jesus. Lord, we, we make you our shepherd today. <coughs> Above everything else, God, we, we put everything else uh, lower than you. We say, Jesus, be our shepherd. And Lord, we want to follow you all our days. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.